0: Please turn your Bibles to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. We're going to continue where we left off last time. We're looking at the Gospel of John right now. And this is a part of the New Christians course that I'm doing as well. But, you know, we're getting into a little bit more detail <laughs> than I expected. But I, I I don't want to just rush through this. It is not Bible college quality. Okay? Because that's a whole nother thing. But I do want to share on things that I believe are important for our, for our life and to our life. And, you know, sometimes it hit you right where it hurts, <laughs> okay? But that's good, because that's how we grow. What doesn't kill you makes you tougher, <laughs> you know? One of those things. <laughs> and, you know, can I just say this? You guys get it once. I have When I'm studying this stuff, I get hammered over it over and over again. And I crawl up to the pulpit, and I hand it over, and then I go... <laughs> no, 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 it's not like that. Praise God, you know, it's wonderful... The the wonderful thing about God is he doesn't just talk to you, he gives you life. Do you understand? And the word comes with life. It comes with power. That's the thing that the world misses out on. They are great at giving advice, but there's no power to go with it. They can counsel your soul, but God restores your soul. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 4, we just finished looking at the Samaritans, um, and the whole incident with the woman at the well, and so on and so forth, <clears throat> what I want to do today is go on to the next verse, in verse 43, so John chapter 4 and verse 43, it's kind of like a transition verse, where it says, now after two days he departed from there, that is the Samaritans, and went to Galilee, <clears throat> and the reason is... If we, were, if we were in Bible college, we'd find out that the reason he did that was because John was in prison, okay, was put into prison. And you know, Jesus, it affects Jesus, what happens around him, okay? And it says, therefore, he, for Jesus himself, in verse 44, testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Now, that verse has been used in all the wrong ways. That is not what, you know, the way it sounds is not the way, what it is. The way it is, what it is, what it means. I don't know. One of those, pick one. <laughs> A, B, or C. Which one's correct? No, okay. <laughs> um, in, the, in the literal text, it literally, literally says that because, he, because in his own hometown they knew him as he was growing up, They won't hold him, you know, they're not going to do what everybody else does. It's like a rock star and everybody's chasing after you and you cross over and everybody runs after you. And, you know, he just needed some peace right now. So he thought if he went home, they'll go, oh, it's Jesus. You know, we know you, man. We know you since you were, you know, that whatever, you know, welcome back. That's what he was looking for, that there was no fame to get in the way of what he wanted to do, that he could just go there and rest. And that's why verse 45 says, so when he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things he did in Jerusalem at the feast, room, the cleansing of the temple, for they also had gone to the feast. So they knew of what he had done. They were good with it right now. <laughs> okay, Things are going to change very soon. And in fact, it is in the next chapter, everything flips. And we're getting very close to that. You're going to see this. The reason that John writes all of this, and John doesn't write everything that he did. If he did, he said there wouldn't be enough you know, volumes to contain what, is, what he actually did. So we get a tiny, tiny little glimpse of all the things he did. It never was everything. Are you all here? Because I need you to know that because sometimes we think, oh, when we put it all together, well, you know, there's some significant things, but it this isn't like, like that much. Oh, there was a lot. And they said, okay, we need to condense this down to what are we trying to say? <laughs> you know, we can't write everything down, it'll never end. There'll be so many rabbit trails. Amen. I mean good ones, but the rabbit trails. 600, you know, (laughs) uh, miracles later, somebody said, what was the point of all of this, you know, okay? (laughs) But whatever it was, (laughs) hallelujah. (laughs) Good morning, Dad. Um, (laughs) I I really need you to see that everything, and, and we need to acknowledge this, we need to see that everything that John wrote was for a reason, and he was trying to make a point With regard to why he wrote his gospel and also the things that went wrong that caused the Jews to crucify Jesus. All right? Not that Jesus did anything wrong, but religion does this. Religion takes what is real and turns it to something else and puts people into bondage with something that was meant to set them free. Did you hear me? Now, I don't mean free to sin but free from the devil's bondage. Amen. Do you know that's what 1 John 1.9 is all about? It's to release you from bondage. It's not a license to sin. It's to release you from bondage. It's to release you from the hold of the enemy. It's to tell you that regardless of how many times you fall, how many times the devil tricked you, you still have a way of getting back out and getting on with your life and becoming stronger, becoming wiser, becoming more powerful than you ever were. That just just because he got you doesn't mean you stay got. That's right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, you got a card to get out, yeah. and it's all because of the cross. Hallelujah! Absolutely. What a powerful thing that is. Yeah. That's why we don't play. And so, you know, people say, "Oh, well, you know, one John one nine. You can just say it and get out, and you just it's a license to sin." Hey, hey, hey. You know, can I just give you a little insight into that one? If you don't believe it with your heart, it, no, Jesus said, I didn't hear it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That mountain didn't move. Because if you're playing games with, can I just say this? Can we agree on a couple of things? Number one, can we agree God's smarter than me? <laughs> and I can tell when you're not sincere. <laughs> Do you think he can? <laughs> Number two, he can see into your heart. So if you're playing games with him, it's not going to work. You can't play games with this. To this day, I remember people saying, oh, this, you know, I don't know about this. You know, somebody can just live their life like the devil. And then two seconds before they die, just go, oh, Jesus, Lord, and get in. Jesus is going to say, I don't know you. How do you know this? (laughs) Well, I read in the Gospels. If you haven't ever checked it, just check it out, you know. <laughs> that Jesus says, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Right. Did you hear me? So you say all the right things, but in here you don't believe any of it. And if you've lived the life of not believing, dude, forget about it. You're not just going to switch it on two seconds before you die? Now, not that we don't know. Somebody can and will. But I'm just saying to you, don't play dice with your eternity. You don't want to lose that one right at the end and not have a second chance. No makeup test. (laughs) Do you hear what I'm saying? We need to really be careful with this. God is God. Do you hear me? God is God. When you say something, when you repent, He knows whether you repented or whether you just lip-serviced Him. Whether there were empty words. And empty words don't mean anything to Him and will do nothing. Are you all here? So, you know, these these are the things. I want to share this with you because, you know, we're getting to a place where we need to be, our our words need to be salty. Our words need to be powerful. We need to speak to a mountain that the thing moves. I mean, it doesn't sit there and go, well, I don't know, shut up and get out. We, we, know, we are at that. Family, can we just acknowledge we're just getting to it the last days now. And we need our mountains to move. You know, we just need to look at them and they move. Are you all here? I mean, before we open the mouth, it goes, <laughs> don't have to say, I'm out. Forget about it. I know what happened to Chuck, you know, Chuck over there, the last mountain. My God, he's in the ocean somewhere. Nobody can find him. I'll move. It's okay. I'll go. You you can stay. I'll go. (laughs) Amen. I know I'm playing with you, but you know what I'm trying to say. All of this to say that there's a purpose in this, and John is bringing something out that is extraordinary. I was praying over this. And I saw something that I'd never seen before. Big shock. But uh, isn't that wonderful? Isn't it beautiful? No matter how many times you study, more revelation comes. Just need to be open to it. And I was looking at this. And I was, as I was looking at the next two incidents, the next two incidents are healings. We're going to see the healing of a nobleman's son. And then we're going to also see the healing of a man at the pool at Bethesda. They are back to back. Do you know we put the chapters in? Okay, so this is in chapter 4. The next is in chapter 5. I think they should have just put him back to back in one chapter. It suddenly occurred to me that what we're going to see, in each case, Jesus doesn't touch the individual. So let's read this account. There's a point to all of this, and we'll come back to it. So let me read in uh, John chapter 4 and verse 45. I want to just speak up there because we, we left off there. So let's do, just do a recap. So again, it says, So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things he did in Jerusalem at the feast. For they also had gone to the feast. Verse 46. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee. So now not only has he gone to Galilee, but now we're told where in Galilee, okay? In Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. Now this nobleman... We we go nobleman, what is that? Okay, (laughs) this was a man of great power, great wealth, great influence in the service of Herod. Verse 47. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him, and it says continuously and persistently, to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Please take note that the son was at the point of death. What does that mean to you? To me, it means he could die any moment. Do you hear me? Okay. <clears throat> and verse 48, then Jesus said, so notice, uh, one more thing. Notice again that it's, notice what he says. He says that he implored him to come down and heal his son. He, he was begging Jesus to come down and heal his son. Now notice that he's saying to Jesus, see, he's setting the terms. Now, there are times Jesus is okay with that, but there are times when he's not. Do you know when he's not okay with it? When your terms will cause more damage than good, or do more damage than good. If this child is at the point of death, and he wants to, the place that he wanted Jesus to go to was 20 kilometers away, he wouldn't get there very quickly. It couldn't catch a bus or a train or you know, okay, or get in a car or a quick chariot ride or whatever. Okay, whatever it was, it was going to take him time. And what this meant, see, this is the problems a lot of us face. We ask God for things in the way that we want them when there is a more efficient way or something better or something that we haven't figured out on and God's saying, I need you to do it this way instead. And you're going, no, no, this is the way I'm comfortable with. Yeah, but that way will not work at the end. Can I just say this? I believe, this is what I believe. I believe that Jesus knew that kid would be dead by the time he got there. And that this father's faith may not be at that point. To believe for him to be raised from the dead. That's why he's in such a panic right now. Watch now. In his panic, he sets terms that will work against him at the end. So Jesus is going to do something else. And let's read. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. What is he saying? Why did he say that? Because he's saying, you want me to come down and you want me to do a sign to believe that this kid is going to be raised up. You want me to feel, you know, like touch him and rub something on him or do something physical? Because that's where your faith is. And he's saying, why can't you guys just believe? Verse 49, the normal man said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. He goes, I don't care about all your religion. Can you just come down and do the thing? You know, work your magic. That's what's going on here. Are you seeing this? You need to catch this. Verse 50, Jesus said to him, watch now. Jesus said to him, go your way. He now speaks to him in a way that I believe there was so much faith in this and so much power in this. Whatever doubts he had just kind of flew out of his head and his heart. Watch now. He says, go your way. Your son lives. Oh. Notice that Jesus doesn't touch anything. You really need to get a hold of this. And watch what it says next. So the man believed. The word that Jesus spoke to him and went his way. I honestly believe when you come to Jesus, no matter how panicked you are, if you see his face and you see him and he speaks a word to you, all your troubles will just disappear. Suddenly there will be a strength and a life and a force and a power that you never knew existed come in and wash over you. And suddenly you go from... To Yeah, all is well. It is well with my soul. And they go, do you know what's going on? I know. It's well with my soul. God's looking after it. But you don't understand. You don't understand. It's well. It's cool. Don't worry about it. But only after you meet God. Only after he's spoken to you. You don't just get weird on this. And suddenly have a mental breakdown. And kind of go, oh it's well, it's okay oh, something, you need You need counseling therapy something I know a guy like that at work suddenly flipped his switched and whoa, okay hello mama you know, he was just, he left the planet, man started, you know polishing all the, the, the screens and the, and, and, and the computers and, and dusting all the keyboards and he had to keep everything clean it's not funny, but you know it was a little at the time But (laughs) everybody was thinking, what happened? So we're not talking about that. We're talking about something real here. We're talking about God meeting with you face to face. And God speaking to you. And you being still and know that He is God. And if He says, it's okay, it's okay. And you need to be okay with that. The number of times I've wanted to just get in and do something... And God said, you put your hand in that and it becomes yours now. You let it go, it's mine. I said, sorry, sorry. Forgot who was God. Okay. (laughs) Hey, I'm just being honest. Hallelujah. Verse 51. Remember also the other little clue it gave us. Remember that it said in verse 46, Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he made the water wine. Remember that? Then he went straight away to, and there was a certain nobleman, which tells us that this nobleman knew about that miracle. Knew that Jesus had spoken something and a miracle happened. Jesus is now speaking and a miracle is going to happen. Hallelujah. Verse 51. And as he was going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Oh, Wouldn't that be just such a joy? He believed. And he was met by his servants to say, it worked. Can I tell you what the original text says? Because, you know, okay. I always tell you, don't just make doctrines out of what you read in the whatever versions, okay. The Greek actually says, the child had been, this is what they actually said to him. This is what he heard when they spoke the words. This is what they heard. They heard, uh, or he heard them say, the child has been completely restored and was out of bed, full of life, enjoying complete health and vigor. That's what he heard. Like, woohoo! Kids up and playing with his ball. You know what I'm saying? It's just, he's on his way. It's not a sick child that, oh, give me something to eat. I think I'm feeling a little better. It's not one of those. Hallelujah. Verse 52. (laughs) Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew, verse 53, that it was the same hour, the same hour. Did you see those three words? The same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives and watch, watch. And he himself believed and his whole household. That's all the family, all the servants, everybody saw this. Everybody cared for this kid. Can you just imagine one minute the kid's about to die and suddenly, because they don't know all this happened. They didn't have a mobile phone. The rich man man couldn't get his flip phone and go, is he well? I just got Jesus. Oh, yeah, is that why he just suddenly got out of bed? It would have freaked him out back there. He suddenly got out of bed. He was like, whoa, I'm good. I wonder if some of them said, you're delirious. Get back to bed. Get back to bed. More soup. More soup. Kids going nuts now. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just, you know, extrapolating. <laughs> Would you let me okay? Now think about this because they didn't know. That's right. That's right. And I'm sure somebody had this, you know, suddenly had this kind of like the little light went off ding. Light bulb, okay? And said, The father must have got to Jesus. This is what must have happened. Go tell him it's okay. And the little servant started heading off and met the father and said, It's good. I, I, I just don't imagine I don't imagine that they, took, they came all the way to the father, while the father's looking at them and waiting to hear some whatever news. I reckon they were dancing, and the father probably thought, "That looks good, that looks good." And they came up to me and said, "Yeah." he goes, "Oh, I know, I know when, when." <laughs> you know OK. Watch verse 54. This again is the second sign Jesus did did when he he had come out of Judea into Galilee. Second sign. All right. So now I want you to notice something here. Can I give you a revelation about what's just happened and what's going on here? Why is it that John is writing about Jesus speaking and people healing? It's not just to tell us that, you know, he can heal people from wherever he is. He doesn't need to be there. To heal them what was john's first statement john chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and the word spoke the word and people got healed do you understand this it is about the word It is about, John is giving us revelation about the word that was in the beginning, that was God, that came and dwelt among us, and that is still speaking the word. And which is why it is so important that we speak the word. Amen? Because when we do, we're releasing something that the word can confirm with signs following. He'll confirm his word. The word will confirm his word with signs following. Did you get all of that? That's what is going on right now. That's what Jesus is trying to bring out, the power of the word. Hallelujah. Amen. How are we going time-wise? You're not giving me cards. Have I done 20 yet? Oh, somewhere in there. I didn't see the 20. All right. Uh (laughs) Uh, I, I like to read the Full Life Study Bible, what it says. It says, although signs and wonders are an authentic work of the kingdom of God, our faith must not be centered on them. Rather, we must believe in Jesus Christ because of who He is. God's Son, our Lord and Savior. Jesus must be worshipped and esteemed because of His love, mercy, holiness, righteous character. Not just what He can do for us in a physical or material way. Amen. You know, we so need to be careful that we're not looking to the Lord for what we can get from Him. Do you know what He wants to do is fellowship with you? Seek first the kingdom of God. Can I just say, seek first a fellowship with Him. Spend time with Him. And all the things will get added to you as you go. And if there's any, ever a problem along the way, if the devil ever gets in your way, that's when you can stand up and speak to that mountain and watch it dive into the ocean. Amen. Amen. There have been times. See, we are living in a fallen world. We really need to understand the duality of what's going on here. As much as we spend time with God and open the door for God to do things, there still is a thief. Do you understand what a thief is? A thief takes stuff that doesn't belong to him. Not stuff that belongs to him, that doesn't belong to him. And there are times that you need to get up and you need to open your mouth and you need to say something. The number of times that we've had to do that, when there's been times, and and this is not now, but in the past, you know, times when, uh, I'm very hesitant to say this, but let me just share this with you with the right heart. Okay, please take this with the right heart. But, you know, there have been times when suddenly, sort of, you know, maybe we were a little bit of hardship financially. And I know that God said that He'll look after all of our needs. And God said this to me at one point in time. He said, you know the reason that you speak and the reason that you pray is to help people do the right thing. And get the devil out of their life that is stopping them from getting my blessing for not doing the right thing. Do you understand? Okay, so having said that, a pretext for that. There have been times when the the Lord has said, it's in their heart to do the right thing, but the enemy has got in the way again. And he said, you don't need to ask me for anything. You need to bind the devil over the thing. Do you know? I'm just telling you miracles, okay? And so I've just gone, oh, that's right. See, see the difference between begging God. Oh, God. And it goes, I know. I know before you ask. I know. Well, why, why do I need to do this? <laughs> right now, you're doing the wrong thing. What am I meant to do? Bind the thing that's getting in the way. So I've done that. I'm, I'm telling you from experience now. I've just bound the enemy and said, Satan, I bind you into the name of Jesus. Take your hands off God's finances. And can I just tell you, without fail, suddenly the windows of heaven opened. And hallelujah, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus and my Lord. <laughs> the, my Lord, because it was really good. <laughs> okay, all right. But do you understand... That it isn't God trying to hold you back on things. You need to understand that there is a reason for the word. That you need to speak the word. There is a reason for your armor. If you are just going to be with God and everything is going to work out, you wouldn't need any armor. Seriously, family. You wouldn't need to cast the devil out. You would need to be reminded that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Do you understand? But of power, of love, a sound mind. You won't need all of those things because it will just take care of itself. But it doesn't. You know, the Bible says the Lord working with them. And you need to give him something to work with. Did you hear what I just said? If you're giving him nothing to work with, he has nothing to work with. He will confirm his word. How does he confirm his word? When you speak it out of your mouth, from your mouth. Heart. Not empty. Amen. I don't know if I want to go on to the next one because I think we're about half an hour in now. And I want to get... Yeah, about that. Can we leave it here today? Is that okay? Because I want to I come back to the Pool of Bethesda because there's a lot of stuff in that one. You know, we we're going to see a person that... Kind of a little bit without a spine. You know, I mean, the guy just spills his guts. He just, never mind. We'll get to that next week. (laughs) Okay. I want to talk to you about some of the things, you know, to be careful. Be careful when you are blessed by God that you are not protecting, you know, the name of God. And sometimes we are embarrassed if we got healed to tell somebody God healed us. Can I just say that? How do you know? Because I was oh, pastor. I know, right? Welcome to the human race. I'm part of it. I'm not the fourth member of the Godhead. See, now that, no, that's, this is very concerning. <laughs> All right, we need deliverance today. <laughs> so, Quick, get on the machine. We need to pray this out. No. no. No, look, guys. You know, listen. It's important that you understand that we're people. We're humans. Amen? And we learn. But we do learn. And it's, it's not where you start. It's where you finish. That's what matters. Everybody starts in a different place, but we should all finish the same. We should all run our race and obtain our prize. Amen? And that's my job. Wherever you start, it doesn't matter. Some of you have a long way to go before you get to a certain spot. But we're patient. We're kind. We'll just hang in there. And you'll get there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we just thank you today for your word. And I just pray over every individual here today, Father. I just thank you. We saw today that you are our shepherd. The Psalms tell us, you shepherd us, you look after us, you lead us to peace. You give us blessing upon blessing right in the middle of our enemies. Hallelujah. In the middle of problems, you bless us. You do the miraculous, you do the impossible. And we just thank you, Father, right now, whatever situations that we are dealing with. That we're not going to dictate terms. We're going to go to you. Whatever you say. That goes. That's enough. Hallelujah. We make the quality decision. Not to turn back from what you have said to us. To hold fast. To what you've said through our confession. That our confession is to remind us. What you have already spoken to our heart that we don't waver falter so that we don't draw back because your soul has no pleasure in anyone that draws back hallelujah and I just thank you for everybody here and online that they learn to be still know that you are God wait on you for the strength that they are looking for to mount up on wings like eagles and be more than conquerors. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.